Good afternoon. Good evening. This is Dove Tuzman, and you're back on Equal Footing. Uh, for those of you that were tuning in at 7 o'clock and you heard the commentary there from the rabbi, we're in the period of the morning and the days of Av leading up to Tisha B'Av next week, which is often referred to as the saddest day in the Jewish calendar. It's a fast day, and remember the difficult times in our Past as a people, the destruction of the Solomon's Temple and the Second Temple. And in this period of, of Av, uh, we've been talking about, uh, the challenges that we experience within. We, we, during this period, talk about and think about the challenges we faced as a people over the millennia. Um, but those challenges are reflected in our own spiritual path and our own soma, our own bodily being. And tonight we're getting mystical. You know, often some regular listeners of the show know that at one point in my life I lived in an ashram in India decades ago. I had a lifelong flirtation with and interest in the Eastern traditions. And one of the things that's always appealed to me about the yogic traditions, the tantric traditions, the Vedas, is this somatic element, this dynamic of where we work through our spiritual path through our physical body, which is, after all, the vessel that we have here in this life, through yoga, through physical movement, through the release of trauma that can reside in the body. These are all things that, that even if you have a passing interest in or a popular culture knowledge of yoga, you might, might appeal to you or you at least might be curious about it. And if you're a Jew, you wonder, is that for me? Is there, is there something in our tradition that we can, uh, that speaks to the somatic that allows for an understanding and an elevation of the body as it connects to the soul. We're going to talk about that tonight. And particularly again, in the spirit of this period of off, we're going to talk about it as it pertains to the difficult emotions, the overcoming of trauma and what mystical Judaism has to offer in this regard. We're joined by two guests who have deep knowledge around the connection of the soul and the body, as well as the mind-body connection. They're both folks that work intrinsically with the physical, with physical reality, but connecting it to the spiritual. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce our two guests, and then we're going to dive into this show that we've called The Chakra Sefirot Connection. All right, so I want to introduce a, a Two new guests here on Equal Footing, Adi Goslin. Adi is a passionate teacher, both Kabbalistic and yoga teacher. He fuses vinyasa yoga as well as spiritual intention, but through the prism of Jewish wisdom. 
He's an inspiring yoga teacher. He's wise. He's creative. He's open-hearted. And he's encourages his students to connect their yoga practice with the teachings of Kabbalah or mystical Judaism. Audi interweaves the energetic flow, the prana, life, breath, force of yogic paths with the Kabbalistic universal wisdom to support an uplifting and complete yoga practice for Jews as well as non-Jews. And his music features spiritual artists from all parts of the world. It's equally inspiring since it flows into the practice that he shares in the spirit of unity his, he offers. So his classes are a mix of meditation and music and celebration and sacred movement. Audie Goslin's based in Montreal. He travels internationally, offering workshops and retreats and classes many parts of the world. He's the author of several DVDs, Kabbalah Yoga, Awakening Your Soul, Mystic Flow, The Chakra Sephirot Connection, and Kabbalah Yoga, Awakening the Sacred Language of the Body. He's also got a TV show, which I want to make sure I get this uh, right. It's the host of a TV show in Canada called Kabbalah Yoga. It's a very popular series, as well as Adi's Body Flow. They're on in Canada on uh, Zoomer TV and the Mind, Body, and Spirit Channel and elsewhere. Adi, welcome to Equal Footing. Thanks for joining. Do we have you on the line? Hopefully, we'll, Adi, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hopefully get him on soon. Let's see if I can help here from... There we go. I think they're both on. Adi, welcome. Well, okay. Do you hear me now? <laughs> we do. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you for having me, though. Adi, you are joined by another body worker and healer coming at his work from the Eastern traditions, Sean Orlando. Sean has cultivated a lifelong passion for health and well-being and empowerment. He's been uh, working on through through Chinese medicine, manual therapy, and energy work for about 25 years. He's a licensed acupuncturist, an herbalist, a wellness mentor. He also does holistic martial arts work and instruction. Uh, he is consistently a dry, it, it, the He works on both the individual and collective um, in his work, and I think this will be something we'll touch on in, in the show as it relates to yogic practice and, and uh, Jewish mysticism. Uh, Sean holds a master's uh, of good and sustainable communities and also a master's of science and oriental medicine. Um, he's worked in multiple non-for-profit organizations focused on well-being and empowerment. Um, and he does his studios for his Chinese healing as well as his martial arts have been, have, he's done work in several different states. He's based in the Hudson River Valley and he also does private consulting on well-being, empowerment, and sovereignty for individuals and communities. Sean, welcome to Equal Footing. Thank you so much, Dove. Um, wonderful to be here. We probably have some listeners that are furrowing their brow right now and trying to understand how this fits into their worldview. And I want to start actually with the the Jewish side of things because I think most folks have heard of the chakras, these energy centers of the body in, in uh, Vedic or, or Tantric tradition. We are going to ask you, Sean, to give us a little primer on that. But even our Jewish listeners, I bet not all of them have heard of the sefirot, uh, these, also these energetic attributes of, of 
the infinite of Hashem that, that are reflected in our body. Uh, can you give us a quick audio, a quick uh, primer on the Sefirot? Where do they come from? Is this mainstream Judaism? Uh, and, and perhaps how does it relate to some of these uh, Eastern traditions that many of us are more familiar with, at least in popular culture? Okay, thank you, though. Um, that's a big question. As we know that in the, in the teachings of, of Kabbalah, there is this concept of the, of the Sfirot, and the, the Sfirot, which would correspond to, as you said, chakras in, in, um, in yoga philosophy, in, in Buddhist philosophy, uh, the, the Kabbalists explain how the, the Sfirot are divided into what they call three brains and seven emotions. And these are the Sfirot according to Kabbalah. Of course, this is all very spiritual. And, you know, the, the question is, okay, how do I practice this? How do I connect to this? So one of the ways of teaching the Sfirot in Kabbalah is the, the sages themselves, these mystical sages thousands of years ago, showed us a diagram of a human body with the different sefirot aligned from, from, the, from the top of the head to the bottom of the feet, and how these sefirot, which elicit lots of energy, but particularly an emotional energy, affects each part of the body. Now the 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 sefirot are organized in the sh- in the shape uh, or at least the spiritual design of a tree that sometimes people refer to as like the tree of life. Um, is that is that correct? And I'm asking that only because if you organize it that way, then the ten sefirot kind of become seven uh, manifestational kind of elements, and there are seven chakras. So. I'm, I'm wondering if there's uh, a, a more particular kind of um, mirrored uh, reality there. Sure. In fact, the the tree that you are referring to, the tree of life, is actually an upside-down tree. And the roots are extended towards heaven, connecting to, to God. And the image symbolizes the energy rooted in this higher power. And therefore, this is the reflection. So this is the mind, the mind level. And then you have the, the fruits, which is everything that we produce in this world through thoughts, speech, action, everything we leave, our children, our students, uh, the deep connections that we cultivated. This is the fruits. And so the way the sages see this upside-down tree is that they align onto the body of the tree, um, they align the spirit and the, the uh, fruits which extend towards the earth symbolizes what we do with these shiro to, to make a difference in our lives. Are we aware of these energetic channels that exist inside of us? Are we you know, connecting to that, you know, so obviously at a spiritual level, it's always challenging unless you're sitting and learning Hasidut or Kabbalah, but on a practical level, 
to to really be aware uh, of the sirat is another thing, you know, and it's it's really understanding the the emotion and 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 perhaps even at a very simple level, understanding that chesed, for example, kindness is in according to this chart is connected to the right side, your right arm. Yeah, I want to get into that a little bit in our next segment around the, the parallels between these different energy centers uh, within mystical Judaism and the Eastern tradition. I think the the Kabbalistic arrangement of the of the Svirot uh, invites comparison to the tantric chakras, uh, not only because of the positioning and the numbering, but also that both Jewish Kabbalah and the chakra system in 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 Hinduism and Buddhism. Um, both see the body as like a, a microcosm of the theological attributes of God, as kind of a mirror of the body of God. And Sean, tell us a little bit about the chakras. How are they? How are they organized? Um, and you know, is it the we've, we've heard the upside down tree arrangement of the spherot um, that Audie described? How are the chakras arranged, and what are they broadly speaking? Well, let me give you a little disclaimer. As my my study and craft tradition lineage is coming from a Taoist perspective, which is which is more of an ancient Chinese um, take on everything, whereas the chakras specifically are coming out of more of a Hindu Ayurvedic tradition. Although there is a lot of crossover, and so I'll speak to it from a Chinese medicine perspective, and I'm sure Adi can fill in um, some very more specific detailed information about the chakras from an Ayurvedic yogic standpoint. Um, but really the, from, from a Chinese medicine Taoist cosmology perspective, the energy in your body is, is, is intrinsically aligned to the actual architecture of our tissues and how we stand vertical upon the planet. And really in a nutshell that the human being is the meeting of the energies of the earth with the energies of the heavens. And where our tissues are coming together and intercoursing and communicating and relating, this is causing vortices of energy. So from to say the chakras are, are lining up through this central channel in which multiple things are going on, uh, lots of blood flow, lots of pressure, lots of um, uh, metabolic heat from the different um, working and physiology of the organs. And they line up on our central channels, starting at our pelvic floor and then moving up to our uh, pelvic cavity and then into the solar plexus. And next is the, the heart center, then the throat center, our third eye, which is kind of like our cranium, and then the crown of the head. And it, it, it can extend into more detailed analysis where there's chakras above us and chakras below us. Um, also recognizing minor chakras that um, come together really where the joints are interacting and articulating. For particular, we have powerful minor chakras in the middle of our palm, which we emanate and pull energy from, from the world around us, and similarly on the, on the soles of our feet, but also pretty much at all the major joints. And then from there in the Chinese medicine system, the movement of the energy through our, through our tissues creates channels and meridian is, is not a, the right word that that was more of a western misinterpretation of the system that kind of saw it as a map so meridians 
were kind of like lines on a map. Really, the way that the energy from a Taoist perspective moves is more like fresh water through the earth. So it's more like a channel irrigation symbol, um, system in which certain channels, depending on the time of day, the season, um, the season of one's life, is, is more an ebb, others are, are more in flow, and then that energy distributes all through the body, each of the channels resonating with different either physical, mental, and spiritual properties. Adi, when, when, first of all, do you, do you want to has, correct or amplify anything that Sean said? He gave that little bit of a disclaimer. Uh, I want to try to connect some of the basic elements of the chakras with the, the sephirot. Is there anything there that you want to in any way course correct? Yeah. Um, what I was going to say is that I, I actually relate to what Sean's saying. And at the, at the highest level, the alignment of the body and the soul, the earth and heaven is, is really related to, to this idea of breath. And what the Torah tells us about breath is that the world came from breath. We know that the Ruach Hashem, the, the sacred breath, was hovering over the waters and the earth. And there was this breath of the of the Creator uh, at a human level, and it's it's all related to to this concept of this sacred breath, which translates into a a human breath. Uh, the breath starts always at the level of the brain, you know, connecting the mind and the body. So it happens at the breath, and it is the lower brain stream that signals this respiratory muscles that need need to breathe. And so the, the brain, what it does, it sends this message to to the body, and then the body begins to react. And Sean was explaining the, the entire body is in, in its movement, in its movement. Now, when you want to relate the sfirot to, to these concepts of breath, really the sfirot is a and chakras in the in the uh, in the Hindu Ayurvedic tradition is is a a channel in the way this breath is going. Yeah. Which really means that if we are stressed, we are going to breathe abnormally. Yeah. If we are excited, we are going to breathe with lots of energy. If we are depressed, we're not going to have that much breath. I think, I think a lot of listeners w- would be surprised at the central, at the centrality of breath to both Judaism and the Eastern traditions. The, 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 the prana, the breath energy talk that, that's talked about in the, in the Vedas, the God breathing life into to Adam. The, uh, the, this is absolutely central to the energetic flow. We're here with Adi Goslin and Sean Orlando. They're both, uh, body workers. They're, uh, instructors in different modalities around connecting the energy centers in the body to movement and to energy release, to trauma release. We'll get into that more in the next segment. We're going to take our first break here. Participate in the conversation. If you have questions on this somewhat esoteric topic, 
9090 is the number to call in live. We're going to be on a little bit later tonight until 8.15 Eastern because of the later start. So call in. Please be patient if you do on the switchboard. We'll get to you as soon as we can. 718-303-9090 is the number to call. And if you want to text or WhatsApp in a question or comment to either Sean or Adi, you can do that by texting or WhatsApping 917 917- Four two eight four zero six two. Please don't call that number. That's just for sending in an SMS or a WhatsApp question or comment to nine one seven four two eight four zero six two. Equal footing is all about talking about the tough stuff, tying things in in our life that we wouldn't otherwise think is related to our spiritual life and doing so without shame, finding solutions to difficult circumstances. A sponsor that's been on this network for a long time and specifically supporting this program embodies that in perhaps an unexpected way. I'm talking about Manhattan Medical Associates. Manhattan Medical specifically works with sexual dysfunction. And I'm going to talk right now about their new effective therapy for erectile dysfunction. There's nothing to be ashamed about. This is not a non-Jewish topic. This is something that affects all people. In fact, two-thirds of men in their lifetime. Manhattan Medical has a solution that's been around in Europe and Canada for a long time with proven results for the vast majority of patients, more recently available in the United States. It's called Gaines Wave. It does not involve expensive blue pills that many people cannot take because of comorbidities and side effects. The Gaines Wave therapy with Manhattan Medical for erectile dysfunction is non-invasive. It's surgery-free. It's painless. There are no side effects, and again, for the vast majority of patients, wonderful and enduring results. You don't have to keep doing it. I'm going to give out the number a couple times for Manhattan Medical's Gaines Wave Therapy for ED. 888-ED-CURE-9. That's 888-332-8739. Now, if you call Manhattan Medical and get their consultation, which is free if you tell them you heard about it on the Equal Footing radio show. You can do so from anywhere in the United States. You don't have to be in Manhattan or the New York area. You can get a teleconsult from anywhere. Again, 888-EDCURE9 or 888-332-8739. That free consultation, that's a $250 value, but only if you call and you tell them you heard about it on an Equal Footing. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your partner. It is nothing to be ashamed about. Get the remedy that you need to eliminate this problem. Again, one more time, Manhattan Medical's ED therapy, it's called Gaines Wave, no side effects, non-invasive, surgery-free. Last time, the number is 888-332-8739. I've been caught. We 
are talking about the soul body and the mind body connection through the prism of Jewish wisdom and Eastern wisdom with Audie Goslin and Sean Orlando. Guys, I want to talk about trauma release um, and energy release. There's been quite a bit of, there's been an explosion in scientific research on this over the last uh, decade or so. There's been studies, I'm going to pull up one on my screen as I'm talking about this, where there's thermal mapping that's done of the body. And when people are experiencing different emotions, uh, fear, anxiety, um, love, uh, anticipation, uh, hurt, grief, uh, uh, the burden of responsibility, um, even, ex- you know, general, like feeling of loss of control that there's now a body of research that supports that these emotions are held in parts of the body, like hurt and grief held in the chest, which kind of comports with a lot of probably what, what your intuition would be about where that's held. Fear held in the stomach and the intestines, uh, responsibility and, and burden and anxiety held in the neck and the shoulders. Anger often held in the lower back or the jaw and so forth. This has gone from kind of um, new age stuff and going and, and and talking about this from a kind of um, a yogic perspective that is, of course, informed by millennia of wisdom, but is often seen as as new age or woo woo. Um, and it's now supported by um, by hard science. Now, what's less understood is how to release those negative emotions take that kind of emotional information that's stored in the body and and solve for it can you guys talk to that in your in your practice is that is that part of what um what sefirot wisdom or chakra wisdom is about is how to how to release that those tensions and negative emotions from our from our body Audie from a Jewish perspective. Yeah. You know, there's a, um, there's a verse, uh, there's a verse in, uh, in Psalms, Book of Tehillim, that says, call him Samat Tehalel. Right. And it is every soul, but really the sages say, every breath shall praise the eternal, shall praise God. And, what we learn from this teaching is that a person breathes from his, from his entire body. And air enters, we know air enters from the nose, enters from the mouth, but it also enters from the trillions of pores in the body. Now, emotions are supposed to be used in a positive way. But if it happens that we, there is this emotion, and, and it's an emotion that can be interfering it's certainly affecting the actual sefirot inside of you because the sefirot is the base of the emotion. And physically, the best way is to release this because emotions like this are also toxic. And toxins come into the body, to the mind. It's something through experiences, through thoughts, you know, things that our children see on, on the internet. What we see, could, much of it could be very toxic. And so we need to filter, and all of this has a reaction to our emotions. So really it's about releasing it, purifying your breath, breathing deeper, 
moving your body into breath, meditating into breath, it's one of the most holistic and healthy ways to, to really hear yourself by, by being familiar with what's going on inside and then doing things to improve your breath. Is that healing work, and, and, and Audie, we are having a little bit of difficulty hearing you, so you can speak a little closer to the mic. Is that yeah. is that healing work that you're describing Kabbalistically informed, or is that more informed by your vinyasa yoga practice? I, I would say both. Both. Kabbalistically, the sages do speak about the importance of breath and the power of breath. We see this in the teachings of, of Kabbalah. You know, it even... There's even a teaching uh, in Hasidut, which I've seen written by the Alter Rebbe. <clears throat> Excuse me. He speaks about breathing from the right nostril and from the left nostril. You know, and then there's this concept in Kabbalah of the effects when you breathe from the nose, you are bringing oxygen into the into the brain, and when you breathe from the mouth, you're bringing more oxygen into the body, which also makes sense. And, you know, in many ways. And so you have these teachings in Kabbalah, and of course what the Ayurvedic and yoga teachings have, have brought to me, in which I'm able to, to teach and share to others in a, in a kosher way, is, is tools, techniques, how to breathe, how to sit, how to move your body, how to have this awareness. And, you know, having this, deeper awareness by, by always realizing Kohan Shama that every breath we take really is, is a breath of the of the eternal. Mm-hmm. You know, where is this breath coming from? This breath is coming from God. This is coming from the infinite. Now Sean, you you do uh breath work as well. Uh Correct. but you you go a step further and you do massage and acupuncture. And mm-hmm. I wanted to share, I hope you don't mind with the audience that it kind of in preparation for the show, uh, you, I was in a, a situation where you invited me to be present for a treatment that, that you gave and obviously with consent of the, of the person you were treating. And while you were doing, uh, the, the body work and the stretching and the massage, the person you were treating began to cry, not out of physical pain, uh, but began to cry in like waves and waves of, of emotion were kind of releasing from their body. And that got me to, 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 to reading about this concept of these emotional packages that, that need to be released and are stored in organs and tissues and, and, and muscles and so forth in the, in, the, in the body and how massage and acupuncture often, um, Often causes that. Can you can you speak to that? How common is it? Is it something that you seek out? Is it something you'd recommend uh, to listeners? I also, Audie, want to get your view on whether that's kosher or not. But but Sean, within the realm of your modality, I found that incredibly moving. I, it moved me almost to tears. Uh, it was incredibly impactful for the for the person. Is that an intrinsic part of of your practice? Is it something that's very accessible? Uh, for people in general, yes, indeed. I mean, it's a it's a nuanced topic, and um, I would say yes, it is an intrinsic part of any healing modality. And really, you know, we we have the placebo effect, which I think is speaks to this ability of of belief 
and emotional presence and to, to, to affect physical phenomena. And my, my teacher was gifted in, in integrating a lot of different modalities, and one of the principal ones through which he, he worked was, was cranial sacral therapy. And he really taught his students Chinese medicine, classical Chinese medicine, through the, the guise of, of cranial sacral therapy. And within that tradition, emotional release is called somato-emotional release, so body emotion release. Now, there's some practitioners that focus on that and say that they can elicit an emotion out of anybody. From my experience, that the emotions come out when the person is ready. And it is kind of a divine harmony that happens when the person on uh, unconscious and even and subconscious level feels safe and they're ready in their own healing journey, then the emotions come out. I personally treat everybody not the same, but I have the same intention, which is listening to the body. And I really love, Adi, what you're talking about the breath, because not just feeling the the breath and seeing the breath coming from the lungs or seeing, um, quote-unquote, the breath coming out of the heartbeat, but also the breath that moves through the, the tissues, through the cranial sacral rhythm. And, and essentially what you're doing is seeing how this breath is smoothly moving through the tissues in, in a unified gesture. And what happens with trauma is that the body gets shocked into a present moment, gets shocked with something in which the body, the mind, the soul feels intense threat. That could be a chemical shock from, from the, from the environment. It could be a physical shock, meaning you get hit or you, or you get thrown down or you get in some type of an accident, or it could be a spiritual emotional shock that somebody's words or just witnessing a violent act could shock the body to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But depending on who you are, where you're at, the nature of the incident, it, it adheses the tissues, meaning that the tissues clamp down and actually stick to each other and create an adhesion. Sometimes, like in popular, you know, terms, you say, oh, I have a knot in my shoulder. Right. And, and so that knot, that adhesion is actually separates that part of the body. Now, you've got to remember that that part of the body isn't just your shoulder. It has, you know, skin and it has fascia. It has fatty tissue. It has muscle. And it may be connected to different organs and, and endocrine function. It's innervated with nerves. It's, it's totally... Um, communicating through the circulatory system. I mean, it is it is woven into the body 100%. Oh. And so what, what can happen is that when those knots or adhesions release, the actual memory and experience of when that shot came into the body releases as well. We're going to need to take another break, but Audie, after we come back, I'd like you to uh, help us understand whether that type of energy release, emotional release, or trauma release from the body it's itself like kind of that the the holding of that emotional information and the healing work that Sean is talking about is supported by Jewish wisdom by Kabbalah we'll be right back on equal footing Equal 
Footing with Dove Tuzman is sponsored by MDCS Dermatology, your experts in skin care. With two Manhattan locations and four offices in Long Island, including Plainview and Comac, the dermatologists and skin care surgeons at MDCS are proud to be affiliated with the Albert Einstein College of Medicine and New York Presbyterian Hospital. So schedule your next skin exam in one of MDCS's convenient New York area locations. To make an appointment, go to www.mdcs.live or call 212-661-DERM. That's 212-661-3376. You can even schedule a virtual video visit with MDCS's board-certified dermatologists from the comfort and safety of your own home. So go to www.mdcs.live or call 212-661-3376. And don't forget to mention Equal Footing for 15% off all cosmetic procedures. I've been caught We're back on Equal Footing, and we're talking about the soul-body connection and mystical Judaism and in the Eastern traditions, healing, energy release from energy centers in the body. Abstruse stuff. Adi, what do you think about what Sean was describing and that experience that he's talking about that kind of emotional, those emotional packages actually residing in muscle and tissue and fascia and so forth. Is that, is that supported by, by Kabbalah, by Jewish wisdom? I think what's uh, truly supported is the, is the Torah tells us very clearly that you're supposed to take care of your body. It's in the book of uh, Deuteronomy and Tvarim. Uh, the word is, Yishama Lecha you have to take super care of of yourself. This is this is uh, this is what the Torah says, and then the Rambam by Mari gives the whole explanation about taking care of yourself. And if taking care of yourself means releasing energy, releasing emotions, that's part of taking care of yourself. Uh, as a yoga teacher, I find, like in Sean's practice, is that. You know, very often, very common, you see in a practice of yoga that will bring uh, someone um, experiencing emotional crying feeling during a practice or at the end of a practice of yoga. And this is because when you are moving your body in certain ways, you're touching the heart, you're touching the hips, you're touching the spine, all areas that, that hold emotions and create pain in the body and emotions in the heart and, and you know, and blurriness in the mind. You know, all of this is, is through the emotion. And when we're practicing, when we start to get in touch with your with your body through movement, and what I'm trying to teach is is a, is a movement of, of Hebrew letters. So you see the warrior two as the Hebrew letter Aleph. And you see the crescent moon as the letter Bet. You know, you see uh, the the the, uh, the standing camel as the letter gimel. You know, so you see certain letter shapes, and, and the addition is, of course, is that you can also touch your soul. And I and I believe that when something is going on in the body, it's also going on in the soul, and vice versa. If, if something's at the soul, then it's going to also be expressed in the body. Everything is is connected into the same thing, and the breath is really the glue that yeah. connects the body and the soul. So. We have a, a listener comment that, uh, steals a little bit of thunder because we did want to, we did want to get to this at some point, but one listener implies that we're missing the point or encourages us, uh, encourages us to talk about the higher meaning of the, both the 
uh, chakras uh, and the sifirot. Um, and that is the achievement of higher consciousness. And that in in, Jew, in Jewish thought, you're trying to achieve the Ainsof, the 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 infinite, and that the chakras are also about a rising of the Kundalini energy and the achievement of the infinite. Um, so we've been talking about kind of the the base elements here, and I, I appreciate the, the the comment there. I want to put that out to both of you, but it is fair that we've been talking about the more somatic part, like the how this energy resides in the body and and can be released and. The, the elements of you know, yoga and the, the practice of yoga and massage and acupuncture. Um, but there's a higher, there's a higher path here. Is there, is there not? What, what, what is the, uh, Audi, is this listener right? Is, is the, uh, the Sephiroth really a, about a, a kind of a pathway to the, to the infinite? Is there, is it a roadmap for our, for our spiritual path? I mean, the, 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 the Sephiroth are, are passages. To a destination, the destination is the infinite, and the way the, the Kabbalah explains is that through these passages, we we get to the infinite consciousness of these passages, consciousness of the emotions. We we have a Jewish tradition. A, a part of our holiday season is counting the Sfirot for forty nine days, mm-hmm. and we make special blessings and we refer to the emotion. And we even say in the prayer that may may the eternal purify us from this uh, emotion that's disturbing. You know, it, it says it in the Hebrew words. And so we say this for 49 days. So I, I say to you, to dear listener, is that we do this, and it's part of our system of, of, of Orthodox Judaism to, to do this for 49 days following Passover, leading us to the giving of the Torah. I bet you there are okay. many listeners who did not know that. It's great to dive into the mystical practices. Sean, do you see, do, do you agree with this listener? Is the, this, you're, you're working very much at the level of the body, but do you see, do you see it as, as really a, um, I guess, what is the word I'm looking for? Do you see it as a, as a spiritual practice? I guess the, the massage work that you do, the, the, the body work, the, the acupuncture, are you leading people consciously through these energetic centers for spiritual achievement, so to speak? Oh, very much so. Very much so. And actually, it, health is a reflection, in my opinion, of spiritual achievement. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I, I would really say, on that. yeah, I, and I would say that, like, you, you, the body is where you have to start. You, we have nothing else but this body. And if you if you were to say, oh, the mind and the mental process, well, what is that? If you want to assign that to the brain, but isn't the brain a physical tissue? Isn't the brain a part of the body? And for me, in order to and 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 really, I would kind of change the the wording of of that that we're we're striving for a destination in the infinite. I would say the infinite is there. The infinite is within us. Really, what we're trying to do is receive the infinite. And again, from my perspective, we are a meeting in the middle. We're a meeting in the heart. We're a meeting. We're a meeting of love, where we're receiving the infinite, ephemeral, conscious, resonant, harmonic energies of God, and that's coming down into our body. But we're also receiving the physical energies of Earth, and that's the yin yang, male female merger that is the human being. And if you are to receive the infinite, and equally, you can say if you're going to if you're going to arrive at the infinite. Your body needs to be a temple. 
if you're going to host God in your heart, you better clean up that temple a little bit. <laughs> so when you have these adhesions and you have these malalignments and, and you're moving around and you don't have a resonant harmony, not just with your thoughts and not just with your prayers, but with your actual movement, with the earth, with the seasons, with your family, with your relationship, with your community, with your cultural history, then you're not going to be able to receive God because you have a bunch of junk in the way. And so really, if if you're not starting at the physical body, you can get to a lot of intellectual understanding, but you're not going to actually embody it. I think it's really important for many of our observant Jewish listeners to hear these messages around the care for the body. Uh, off, I think, you know, having spent some time sojourning in, around in the Eastern uh, traditions, I think there's more obvious, at least superficial, or on the surface, I should say, harmony between the spiritual practice and the care for the, the physical vessel, uh, yoga. Uh, is at the center of those spiritual paths and it's, and it, there's body movement and posture and so forth is so integral. And I think sometimes we lose sight of that, uh, in, on the Jewish path. Um, but it is Audi in your belief and my, my too, but I would put words in your mouth, but you're, you're, you're kind of pounding, you're, you're, you're pounding that drum, right? That, that, that it's all, it's all one. Then there are, there are Kabbalistic guides to um, to the way that we breathe and the way that we sit and the way that we um, the way that we move, and that's also integral to to being an observant Jew. I believe strongly that living in the present moment, being in the now, is the most important thing, and just to. Just to uh, respond to to Sean, when I say striving for the infinite, I'm not referring to a destination that's out of the body. I'm saying that there is a a there are steps that lead us to a to a certain level to a a, a stage, and that is the infinite. Now, of course, we need to always draw into this infinity because. The journey itself, the journey to this life, the journey to our best, to our potential health, physically and spiritually, is dependent on our state of mind, our emotional level as we are climbing these steps. If you're walking up those steps and you're saying, this is a schlep, this is, I don't want to do this anymore, it's not going to be very encouraging. So we need to have that spirit as as we move higher. And of course, there is always, you know, reaching your potential and reaching your potential, even though we are in the now reaching your potential is something that didn't happen yet, but is happening. If my mind is always saying, yes, I could draw higher. I can get to the infinite within me and above me. And we're going to need to take one more break. I hate, I hate to interrupt you. This is when we have a great listener uh, question here that I want to get to after the break. And also, Leah, our wonderful producer, has been like chomping at the bit. Come into the studio, Leah, for after the break. And I wanted to get your, so you want to ask a question too. We'll be right back with Audie Goslin and Sean Orlando. We're talking about the mind body connection, the soul body connection within Jewish Kabbalah and also the tantric chakra uh, framework. We'll be right back. Find me, but I was hiding in the light. 
Equal footing has been brought to us for a long time and continues to be brought to us in part by Mechanical Art Capital. Are you a watch dealer? Are you a watch collector? You can get overnight financing for your collection without even selling it. Uh, it's easy to access the, ca- the cash you need with Mechanical Art Capital's buyback program. You can find out about it on their app. You can also get your watch collection or your watch inventory appraised free of charge, which has value for your insurance or whatever. Just get to your uh, smartphone app store, Apple or Android, and put in three words, mechanical, art, capital. And you download the app in just a few minutes. You upload photo, photos of your, uh, of your watches, and then you get an appraisal. And the next day, you can get cash for your collection. You can also do this by phone if you prefer. Call Mechanical Art Capital's operators at 833-209-0972. That's 833-209-0972. And finally, you can find out more about their watch financing program on their website at mechanicalartcapital.com. I've been caught. As always happens on the show, it's right at the end of the show, Leah, that we get like the good question. You get all the questions. You know, people think about what they want to ask and they articulate. So, uh, here's one, Sean and Audie, that, um, uh, that comes in from Mani. Love that name, M-A-N-I. Um, that says, while many of the chakra and sephirot correspond, for example, the crown chakra and the keter, and the sephirot, the biggest difference that we need to talk about is the base chakra or the base sephirot. The chakra is called muladhara and it's at the base of the spine. But malchut, which is at the bottom of the tree of the sephirot, is in fact not in the body, but it's in the earth. The chakra system resides entirely in the body. In mystical Judaism, our sephirot system resides in the body and outside the body. Is mani right Body? Uh No, not necessarily. All right. Because the, the depiction of the body um, corresponding to the sirot, malchut, meaning grounded, stable, relates to, of course, to this world, to the physical world. It does relate to that. And it does relate even to a certain level of darkness they call the shekhinah. Um, but it does connect to us. It does connect to our feet. It does connect to our uh, our legs. This is the malchut in the physical body. And so the so way the malchut, to, the, the the at the bottom of the tree in the sefirot, that's also also manifests in the, through the body. Absolutely, at the bottom of the feet, and that would be uh, that would be uh, that would be malchut, and that would be also the muladhara that she's referring to. And the muladhara is like the root chakra. That's like at the base of the spine, Sean? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. Should I chime in? Shoot. Um, yeah, I, I think what's important when we're looking at these ancient wisdom traditions is that this is coming from, albeit highly refined, 
and well-studied. This is coming from sub- subjective science. This is from sages going into these altered states and receiving information that is, uh, let's, let's say, larger than themselves and, and tapping into a level of clairvoyance in which they're seeing and understanding aspects of reality. But sometimes it could be a little bit like the, the saying of, of seven blind men checking out an elephant, you know, and the one that has the tail is going to think that creature is a lot different than the one that's feeling the side of the body. So I think we have to appreciate that, that even though there's chakras and the stuff you wrote and, 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 and the, the channel system of, of Chinese medicine, they, they're all going to be a little bit different because they came from different traditions, different understandings, different subjective filters of how this goes. Now, to Mani's question in particular, we definitely have an energetic center in the earth, just the physics of our body and the, and the center of the earth, and we have a common attraction point that is literally pulling us towards the center of the earth, that is pulling us towards the center of the solar system, that is pulling us towards the center of the galaxy. Now, the center Mani, of the mentioned, you know? Mani mentioned the kundalini energy as well. It's the spiritual energy mm-hmm. that rises up through the chakras. Uh, yes. Adi, is there an equivalent to the kundalini energy in Kabbalistic thought? <laughs> uh, there could be, but it's certainly... Uh, very different. You know, even as I teach the Sfirot, I, I, I teach the Sfirot and I speak about the chakras and the entire uh, system in, in a way to, to, that supports the, the, uh, the views of, the, of Kabbalah. The, the uh, Kundalini would be like the Kav. We call it the Kav in Kabbalah. And it's a channel where uh, that goes from from the all, if you want physically, from the top of the head or from the top of the spine all the way to the bottom, it's it's a, it's a long cup, and on it passes the sfirot into this cup mm-hmm. of channel of energy, known in Kabbalah. Okay, I'm finally in studio, and I get to ask my question. <laughs> I've waited for a long time. Audi, I want to put you in the hot seat for a second and see what you think about my question. Um, it's, it's very, very interesting that in, in the, in these practices, uh, and in the Svirot and the, the yoga practices, the, we're, we're, we seek the divine within us. Like we seek God or God's image that's reflected within us. And it's very internal and it's all, you know, there. We just need to access it and we need to meditate. We need to do yoga, et cetera, to access God and the divine within us. Now, as observant Jews, God is not within us, or at least not in the way that generally we perceive God. We, we you know, we, we, pray to God and we give thanks to God and we give blessings to the name of God, but he's certainly in traditionally not within us. So how do you, how do you balance these worlds where there's divinity within us and you can seek it through spirituality, but then in a religious context, God is not within us. Yeah. So I, I, I do feel that God is within us. It's not my sin, but this is really what, what is really taught in, in, in many of the teachings of Kabbalah and Hasidut, the neshama, the soul, is inside the body. And the neshama itself is divided into five parts. 
each of the five parts of your neshama, of your soul, which is a piece of God, a piece of light, comes directly from God. Is God inside of you? This is your neshama. That's one level. There's another level. The same neshama that has a piece of God inside is also the same when you pray to God. This light inside of you comes from Hashem. The piece of the light of Hashem. But we still pray to the eternal. Now, you can ask even a question, do we really need to pray? Do I really need to pray to the eternal? Doesn't the eternal already know what I need? Hmm. Or what's going on? Why do I need to pray after all? And the only answer, really, the sages say, is that we need to pray because we need to know what we're praying for. You know, are we praying for health, for happiness, for others? Are we praying? And so at the same time that we are connecting to the creator of everything, we also have to have a deep realization that the creator is also within us and not in a way of subordination where, oh, well, he's just part of me, so it's not a big deal anymore. No, on the contrary, it's to make yourself a big deal. We are a big deal. We are a human being having a spiritual experience or spiritual experience in a physical body. They're both right. <laughs> and so we, this, the consciousness of this, so that you do have a soul, and everything that we do, everything we think, everything we say, everything we, we act upon comes from this energy of the soul, while we still always pray to a higher, higher power. Beautiful. We're gonna, th- 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 we could have an entire series in this program on that <laughs> question of the externalization of the, of the divine. Um, right? I will be what I will be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. Well, Sean Orlando and Adi Goslin, thank you so much for joining us. Um, beautiful stuff. We'd love to have you back. This great education around the Sifirot, the chakras, the connection between the body and the Nishama, the mind and the body. Um, wonderful to have you on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yes, thank nice you. This has been beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Adi. This has this been awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, listeners, for listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch everyone next week. Next week, we're also going to start Thank a little bit know. later, 7.15 instead of 7 Eastern. I have found-